Yeah. So welcome to the show. I uh, I do not know where I do know where I am. I'm in Maine, Maine, uh, America, the the uh, the the uh, state of Maine in America. That's where I'm at right now. That's where I woke up today. I woke up in Maine. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I'm looking out the window right now. There's like an ocean. There's water. There's rocks. There's all sorts of stuff. Um. Yeah, I I uh. <laughs> hold on, let me cut this music out. This is getting a little too much there. A little too much there with the music. Yeah, I uh. Yeah, I uh. Welcome. Hello. Good to good to have you. <laughs> Thanks for joining. This is a, uh, you know, this is a, uh, this is the, this is my voice talking. Um, you know, I, I wish I had something to say for you right now, but I got nothing. I, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we got, we got. Something got written today, this morning. You know what? Ha- what had happened was, watched a documentary last night when I landed. Uh, when I got got to this, um, I guess this cabin in the in the country of Maine, in the in the state of Maine. I wanted to say country the whole time. It's like a new country out here. I feel like at any moment, Norse Viking ships will approach where I'm, where I'm, where I'm sitting. But. Yeah, so we I watched a documentary last night, and uh, it was a documentary about a guy named Philip Roth, who was a writer from the 70s, who wrote some stuff, and um, I read up on him before I went to bed, and then this morning I woke up, and you know, I was like, it's time to get back on the grind. It's been a couple days, took a couple days, had to get some, reassociate myself with some balance, you know. I don't want to go too hard in the pain over here. I've done it in the past. It's never worked out. It's good to have a routine, good to have a schedule, but God dang, I can go too hard in the paint. So, you know, I had a couple days off and uh, ended up watching this documentary about this writer. And, um, yeah, it was pretty good. I read the book that that blew him up from the 70s called uh, Portnoy, something... I read it last night when I went to sleep. It's it, according Portnoy. I'm gonna screw this up. I gotta pull up my Kindle, or I'm gonna just murder this, butcher this, absolutely. It's it's <laughs> according. It's called it's called Portney's complaint, is what it's called. And it's basically like a stream of conscious uh, expression of a dude in therapy with a doctor. And he's just the very the samples that I read last night from the Kindle was basically him going over his childhood to this to this therapist. And uh, anyway, so I woke up this morning and when I went out to do my morning meditations and whatnot and did my uh, and I'll do stream of consciousness for about five minutes in the morning. It just kept going. You know, I just was like I just kept writing. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, now we got, so now we got this thing I could, and, and the title of it is crazy. Here it is. It's called nature animals 
the mafia, and my pee-pee. So that's what we're going to read today. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I think that's all I really got for now. I think we can just go into it. Um, hope your day's going well. I hope wherever you are, you're there. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully um, um, you enjoy uh, what we're about to read. So it's called... <laughs> It's called Nature, Animals, the Mafia, and my pee-pee. Going in. There are no straight lines in nature, nor are there any straight color sets. It seems everything is a blend, a shade of different colors to a set tone or an essence to represent the gray, green, green, ground, grain foliage of nature. The rocks, the trees, the grass, the sea and the leaves, colors and everything is weathered and worn. I woke up this morning in a log cabin, and the first thing I noticed were the walls. Each piece of wood had dark indents in them, the beginnings of an eye of Sauron plastered all over the room. When the natural tone and structure of the log cabin seemed alive, even after death. There's not a single straight line or color tone on my body either. My hair is a mixture of brown, orange, and blonde. My skin is a shade of pink gingery. My eyes a deep blue with streaks of gray and in the center a void, a bottomless black. And I don't even want to get started on the freckles. I mean, they're everywhere. It seems they go where the sun goes. I read in a science journal that whenever we see large bodies of water, Endorphins release in our brain, triggering a good feeling, a, whoa, look at that river, or that lake, or that ocean. Apparently, it's an evolutionary mechanism to help keep us alive, biologically associating ourselves to the main source or factor for our survival. It's the same with red meat. When we see cuts of meat, it releases chemicals in our brain, making our mouths water and engaging the senses, heightened. I think a lot of times we forget that we're animals. Most action we take underlies a base need or animalistic impulse. Hunger, thirst, safety, comfort, sexuality. I've noticed that when I have regular sex or become engaged with a female, part of my drive or ambition dissipates. It's almost as if a base need has been met, putting me in a relaxed position. Same with when I have a good meal or complete a workout. Part of me wonders if the work I do is a form of repression. In a sense, I seek to understand the underlying cause of behavior as a means of transcending it, 
For what cause, though? It's way more fun to live, to dance, and move, and climb, and claw, and fight, and fuck, and forage, and family. A tribe of people adapting to a tone, a vibe, or a culture. A totally nuanced environment made malleable by the alpha figures, the gods, the parents. Like wizards working on clay people, molding children in their likeness with worldviews, character traits, and ways of approaching problems. I watched a lot as a kid. I saw how my parents treated others, watched my siblings get in trouble, and I stayed quiet, observed. Recognized when the wizards were in a relaxed mood, a stressed mood, and waited for a window to have the highest likelihood of success when I asked for things. I also dumped points into charisma, like faction points in an RPG. I would say and do things as a means of building credit with the wizards. That way, when there was something I really wanted, I had a steady supply of faction to draw from. Uh, There was one time when I worked for my dad, and when he tried to pay me, I said, no thank you. But there will come a time when I will ask a favor, because I was really into the mafia for like an entire year, reading and watching everything I could get my hands on. The Godfather, Goodfellas, Casinos, I read all the books too. I was fascinated by the honor of thieves, the character of men in power, the out-of-bounds behavior in service of a credo or a code. There was something absolutely free in it, something pure, where the world held weight and your actions meant business. You could be your own man and the world couldn't do anything about it because you were protected. Police in your pocket, though violence and death was always imminent. What a way to be alive. What a way to thrive. And they did. Baller city everywhere they went. There was also progression, growth. You could become a captain, a leader, and other men would follow you, work with you, look up to you as you looked up to attain mountains and mountains of cocaine as you blasted your way to the top. Hedonism, to live for pleasure. Stoicism, to live for balance, peace, contentment. I'm going to rip one from Wikipedia here because it details Stoic philosophy better than I could, but it says here, it says, Stoicism is an ancient Greek school of philosophy that taught that virtue, the highest good, is based on knowledge. The wise live in harmony with the divine reason that governs nature and are indifferent to the vicissitudes of fortune and to pleasure and pain. So in simple terms, the Stoic makes friend with reality, with what is. The Stoic works their mind and body to want what happens to them, to want what happens to you whatever it may be, as an opportunity for growth, for wisdom, knowledge, 
and experiential depths of understanding. They also, well, at least the ones nowadays, they also take cold showers in the morning for no reason, just to remind them that, that things can be really, really shitty. <laughs> uh, I, I have not done that, not interested in that. Things have been shitty without having to wake up early for a cold shower, to be honest. <laughs> so, like, don't do that. But I do like to go to 12-step meetings and listen to people in the struggle or watch documentaries about the Holocaust. I think honoring suffering is the purest form of gratitude because it wakes you up. I feel like the chaos and malevolence of life is more liberating than any motivation or inspiration. And I kind of look at it this way is I'd rather, you know, I'd rather give me sweat over self-help and pain before pride. I'd rather see someone throw themselves in the wilderness with insurmountable odds and tell me how they got out. Because that's, that's really what I want to hear. How bad can it get? Because it could get that much better too. A new day brings a new problem to a brother And all I got to say is thank God for my mother Cause without my mommy, yeah, my life would have been a joke Either locked up, laying dead, or still slanging dope But nope, the Lord, he had a plan for me And with his help, my mother made a man of me Didn't blindfold me to the world we was living in Taught me how to save my little dividend So when I graduated, I'd have a little school money But in the sixth grade, I wanted to be the school dummy And flunked out of school with the flagpole And left my mother dear at home with a sad soul Because my mother worked the fingers to the bone Cause we was alone And me, I brought an F home My real pops, he broke out with the style So I respect my stepdad for raising another nigga's child So now we living comfortable Taught me the game and how to be responsible But back then I couldn't see it I wanted to be a grown man at 14 So the kids leaving and ended up in a big fight And told me not to come home until I got my shit right So now I'm living at my grandma's home My grandma's strong, she's got nine kids of her own And keeping me ain't no big deal But now that I'm much older, I see just how the shit feels Being kind hearted, not wanting to tell me no Even though my grandfather just had a stroke and now the money's low And pretty soon A brother's gonna have to go Or either try to find a job so I can help out I'm in the ghetto I got to get myself out And when I get out I gotta try to pave the way So my family can have a better place to stay I'm losing all hope A brother's falling short I can't cope So now I'm slanging dope And now my granny knows I'm doing wrong she just praying for me heavily, take care of a grandson. And the Lord must have heard a prayer, cause he made me get a grip and got me on up out of there. I heard my mother say them streets is gonna kill you. You couldn't have told me nothing back then, but now I feel you. Yeah. 
Until you dead and gone 
justifiable homicide You never gave a warning You straight up shot him from behind But all the crying in the world ain't gonna bring him back You give a gat to a black He don't know how to act But you gotta tell your story to the judge Not the imitation judge The judge that everybody loves And if the man upstairs grants you forgiveness Then in reality you took care of your business But regardless, I know you wanna kill me But I ain't going out like that You feel me?